0: This is episode 6 called Why Status is so Important. On the small island of Ponpei, the society there is organised like many societies everywhere. A hierarchy where the leaders or chiefs were at the top, followed by their relatives and political allies. It was hard out there if you had a low-ranked status, but there was one way for you to quickly rise to the top, and that was to grow giant yams. The chiefs would hold these ceremonial yam feasts, and the man with the largest yam would be declared number one and showered with praise for his generosity. This of course made the men of Pompeii obsessed with growing the biggest yams, so much so that they'd plant around 50 yams in their secret gardens and even sneak out of bed after midnight just to check on them. This fierce competition resulted in yams that can grow up to 4 meters in length, which could take almost a decade, and when the time came, it would require 12 men using stretchers just to carry it into the yam feast. Ha, giant yams. That's so silly, I said, while I checked my Instagram to see if I got any more likes. As Arthur Will Storr writes in his book The Status Game, humans are extraordinarily imaginary creatures can turn almost anything into a symbol for status. Twitter followers, Monopoly game money, the size of your ass. As a social species, our survival and the passing on of our genes have relied heavily on being in a supportive community over the course of human history, and increasing your status brings about a lot of benefits such as better access to resources, better mate choice, and better health. It's no wonder that status is deemed as a fundamental human motivation by many research disciplines, since the ancestors who didn't care as much about status didn't survive as well as those who did. But why hierarchies though, the naive teenage me would ask? Why not a flat structure where everyone is equal? The evidence suggests that hierarchies where certain individuals had more influence were better at coordinating collective action. It's not hard to imagine that a group with a leader directing everyone was better at surviving than a group that didn't. But I still don't like this. It feels bad to realize that status is the underlying motivation for many of the things I do. J.P. Morgan quotes that a man always has two reasons for doing anything, a good reason and the real reason. Status can be a driver of many terrible things too, like suicide bombers and genocidal movements. But as Will Store reminds us in his book, status also drives the many technological innovations that have improved our lives for the better, like the Industrial Revolution and the invention of the Internet. We can see this benefit even in the YAM story from the beginning, where this status came to grow the Biggest Yams was cleverly conceived during their season of scarcity, which resulted in everyone having more food to eat during the times when they needed it the most. The best status games bring collective benefit to all, and the worst ones bring about unnecessary suffering. Understanding this fundamental drive within us, and both the good and bad consequences, can help us be more aware of the status games we play, so we can actively choose the better ones. The life advice for me? I have to accept the uncomfortable truth that status motivates a lot of the things I do, but I can then focus on playing the best status games which bring collective benefit to all.